Last week, it seemed like every single group insurer in Canada sent out a statement about how renewals and premiums are going to be handled. And it all came on the tail of the fact that Canada Life, a couple weeks ago, sent out this huge statement saying, we are going to be pushing renewals up to two months on a case-by-case basis, and we're going to be deferring premiums up to two months on a case-by-case basis. But case-by-case is the key here, because I think a lot of insurers might want to look like heroes right now, and I'm glad that they're being more generous right now. I think it's a good thing for business. However, um, we really have to look deeper and understand, is this a true fix or is this just kind of lip service that's not necessarily going to be enacted upon? Are these promises real? My name is Yafa Sakija, and I'm the CEO of Beneplan. So let's talk about this. You know, pushing your renewal for two months is a double-edged sword. Yes, the positives are that it's going to buy time. Not everybody wants to shine their shoes and drive out to the client right now when we're in a lockdown. Um, Also, clients are really not focused right now, unless your client absolutely is beating down your door because of specific issues that are benefits in COVID related. And maybe we can get into those on a a later date, like short-term disability, like death claims, like um, top-up due to quarantine. But Clients really don't care right now. And I find personally, as somebody who does the purchasing for my business, and I'm a business, so I get a lot of B2B sales calls and vendors, like I'm just hitting delete on messages that are not necessary. So, you know, nobody really has time to look at things unless they're absolutely urgent. So it is nice that it buys you time. However, the double edged sword is that number one, if it's an increase in premiums, that increase, if it's 5% today, it could be 10% tomorrow. You really don't know. It could decrease, but it's possible that the fact that the insurer wanted to collect greater premium based on an existing issue that's not going away. So for example, if you have two biologics on the plan, maybe one for cancer, one for chronic um, uh, chronic diseases such that you know Humira or Remicade would address, that's not going to magically go away because of COVID. In fact, if they tried to collect greater premium to support the greater claims and they weren't able to, they were only able to in two or three months, it's possible they may need to collect a greater amount of premium over the next period of time. The other question I have is, if you're typically a May 1 renewal and you're not going to be deferred to June or July, well, what happens next year? Is the renewal then going to be July again next year or is it going to be May? Because then you're dealing with lumpy experience. And I can just already imagine like the analysts and the underwriters at these insurance companies thinking, well, which time period am I going to be using? Um, The other edge of the sword is hey, if it's a decrease, you don't want to push a decrease. Your client wants that decrease now. If they're keeping benefits and maintaining them, they could really use that drop in premiums today. So if you're pushing it, it really, it's a two-way street. Um, you know, what, what I've seen some brokers say is, hey, you know, X Life or Y Life or ABC Co, Mutual, whatever, you know, these insurance shall remain nameless right now, are saying, well, yeah, we're going to push your decrease. But it's a decrease, so... Do with that what you will. The other part we want to talk about is deferring premiums. So actually, let's say you're maintaining your benefit plan. Maybe you're not at renewal until January 1, 2021. However, if the client's saying, well, I really can't pay my premiums, what are my options? Then again, insurance companies are looking at that on a case-by-case basis. Um, But you know, the interesting thing is that I find internally, these policies already existed before COVID. It's just that they're coming to light. They were internal policies that maybe weren't publicized, and now we're publicizing the internal policies. So under normal circumstances, you can always ask for a renewal to be deferred. 
totally. I mean, it's just how much leverage do you have? How much leverage does the client have? I've seen insurers defer pre uh, renewals for a month. I've seen them defer renewals for six months if the client is big enough and angry enough. Okay. So with deferring premiums, they're saying, sure, we'll accept it after 30 days instead of day one. But that's typically like, you know, insurers that collect checks, they're already trying to receive premiums on time. They're already trying to push for the 30-day period. Um, now at Beneplan, we do actually allow people to pay at the 45-day mark if they're telling us that they have a specific issue. But that said, like that issue typically needs to be rectified within a 12-month period because insurance companies are just generally not cool with you paying them a month and a half late. And the reason is because it's not insurance. If you listen to the experience rated episode, this is a cash-based benefit. You're literally, it's almost like hiring someone to do payroll. You're handing them $1,000 so that they can hand your employees $995. I mean, I'm being facetious, but that's it. So, you know, if somebody's saying I need premiums deferred, on the plus side, it could be a huge help. If this is hopefully a temporary period, then absolutely. Let's help your clients get into a period where they're pushing out their premiums as far as possible. However, the other side of this is that it really has to be rectified before calendar year end. So sometime around September, October, someone, it's probably going to be you as the broker, has to go to the client and say, please pay on time now. We can't accept this anymore. So with good news, you also have to consider you're going to have to deliver bad news later on. The other thing is if they don't rectify the situation, it is possible it might impact the business's credit if this is not dealt with properly. So if the insurer is saying, okay, COVID's over, everybody go back to paying premiums right on the spot through pre-authorized checking, let's say a week after the invoices were were, um, submitted, and people are still saying, well, I need 60 days, that's not necessarily going to be amazing if that business is trying to um, get debt from a bank. So just want to put that out there. The other thing is that these, all these insurers are saying this is on a case by case basis. So it doesn't mean automatically every group gets it. For example, at Beneplan, we're looking at, well, are these businesses still operating? If they're still operating and they're an essential service and they're collecting revenue, it's going to be difficult for us to have to explain to the insurance company why we're submitting premiums late. However, if you have a restaurant and they're also having to shut down, Well, the insurance company might ask, well, how likely is this restaurant to ever go back to normal? Like, sorry to say this, but it's just business. Insurance companies are not charities. They're going to want to know, well, is this business ever going to pay that premium or are they just going to stop paying, accrue claims for two months and cut it off? So that's why things are done on a case basis. Now, that's why it's important to have a really great relationship with your client to understand how are you doing? What is your runway? The better you talk and the more you over-communicate, the more you can over-communicate with the insurer and hopefully get those exceptions done for you. Um, Now, the other interesting thing is that these announcements were made on non-refund groups, on non-ASO groups. So on fully insured benefit plans, sure, you can defer premiums. Yeah, no problem. You can push your renewal. Except on ASO or groups on refund, you can't do that. And again, you can't do that because there's no magic to this insurance plan. It is literally like telling the the insurance company or the electricity company, hey, I'm just not going to pay my electricity bill for two months. Well, they're still going to cut off your electricity. They were probably going to give you three notices and cut you off after 60 days anyways. So they're just telling you up front. So be really, really careful with these notices. Um, The other good thing is that, hey, if you listen to the episode on IBNR, incurred but not reported claims, you know, those reserves that they build in, that's really what it's for. It's for times like these. During good times, IBNR can absolutely become a source of profit. But right now, I mean, 
at Beneplan, we're looking at all the groups that have built reserve with us over the years that are sitting there, you know, they're sitting there in reserves, collecting interest, um, never had to use them, touch wood. But now if we are actually approving a group to not pay premiums for two months, but claims will continue to for those two months, that's what reserve is for. So that's why it is in there. Um, as a reminder, that's something you could talk to your client about at renewal. But at the end of the day, my prediction is that 2020 is going to be a huge year of surplus for insurance companies. The reason is because eventually they will find a way to collect premiums. Eventually they will return to normalcy, except what will happen is that during March and April and maybe May, we'll have a no dental claims. Um, pharmacies are dispensing only 30 days supply as opposed to 90 days because they're being told, well, we don't want people to stockpile medicine the way they stockpile toilet paper. So only give people what they need, which is kind of scary because medicine is a completely different category than toilet paper. I mean, listen, I'm not a savage, but it's, it's different. Okay. It's not like a life or death situation. Um, and then, you know, no one's really going for a massage. I did hear the, through the grapevine that there's some providers doing online physio. I would really be curious if any insurance companies are actually paying for online physio. Um, but, you know, Q3, Q4 could be in deficit because it is possible that people will have a pendulum effect. They're going to swing to the other side and say, didn't get my teeth cleaned for so long. I got to go in for double the cleaning. But I'm humbly going to say, well, we, that's why you have a scaling unit max in the plan anyways. Like you can't really go too nuts on it. And the other thing is that people are already maxing out on massage, on physio during non-pandemic years. They're already maxing out on dental. They're already having dentists, when they're sitting in their chair, their dentists are opening up their booklet or maybe their receptionists and saying, oh, okay, I see you got 12 units of scaling. We're going to build the 12 this year. So that's why I'm thinking, hey, we're still going to collect premiums eventually, except we're going to have two or three months with unusually low claims. I'm betting it's going to be a huge year, huge profit year for insurance companies. It's 2021 that I think is going to have unusually high deficits. And the reason why I say that is because we saw that with SARS in 2003, 2004, during the calendar year that SARS impacted Canadians, um, we actually had unusually high surpluses. And the reason is because people were warehousing their issues. If you had anything other than SARS, and just like now, if you don't have COVID, except you have a health issue, many people are being turned away from clinics, from hospitals. I mean, I have girlfriends who are pregnant in the third trimester of their pregnancy and Mount Sinai Hospital downtown Toronto are like, no, you don't need to come in. You're good. Just come in when you're having the baby. Oh, but you know what? Don't bring anyone else with you. So um, people that have real health conditions are going to be sitting on the sidelines, putting their conditions on ice, probably continuing to accrue pain and suffering. And when this is all over, they'll finally call their family doctor to get a referral to a specialist, wait in line for four months, see the specialist, by then we'll be in calendar year 2021, they'll get new biologic drugs, they'll get disabilities, they'll get time off work, all of that stuff. So I'm saying 2021 will be a year of deficits. Um, it is possible that 2021 renewals will be really ugly and they might be ugly because insurance companies are predicting this and they're budgeting for that. They could also be ugly because we don't know how many businesses are going to go under this year. I mean, while I'm saying I'm predicting a surplus in 2020, that's best case scenario. Worst case scenario, if we have a lot of businesses go bankrupt, well, just like what we saw in 2008, 2009, in those years, we had huge deficits because companies that go bankrupt, go under, yeah, they don't pay their premiums. They just leave and they leave a whole bunch of claims behind them that need to be paid because they were incurred before the date of... Um, um, you know, termination. The other issue is with layoffs. If we have more businesses doing layoffs, that's going to cause more deficits because 
people who know they're out of a job are going to absolutely make sure that they recover those funds from the plan, whether it's in an onside way that's honest or whether it's in a fraudulent way, like getting a receipt from an orthotic specialist so that you can bill $500 through the plan. And I'm telling you right now, insurance companies are not properly set up to deal with that kind of fraud unless they have really fabulous AI. And I know one of them does, or if they have an army of people manually eyeballing and scanning claims and also looking out for that. So be very, very weary, very careful. It is important that even if you're not collecting the renewal or collecting the premium right now, you talk to your customer, talk to them, tell them what you're predicting, ask them how they're feeling, call them every week. Even if they don't respond, they're going to see that you're checking in and that's important. You have to be there for them when they need you. So that is my rant for today. I hope you get to get outside, enjoy some of the fresh air and some of the sunny weather today. Um, if you have any questions or you want to hear a different episode, please feel free to reach out at beneplan.ca. You can find me on LinkedIn. My name is Yafa Sakaja. My name is spelled Y-A-F, like Frank A, if that matters to you. So you can type in Yafa Beneplan. You can shoot me a note and ask me if you've got any uh, questions that you'd like to hear on the next episode. Other than that, wash your hands, stay safe, and we'll talk to you soon.